This anointed teaching by Apostle David Muluzi is brought to you by God's Tabernacle Christian Family Church. We hope you have an encounter with God as you listen to this message. Today, in tonight's broadcast of the Passion Week, we thank God that tonight is a great evening. And let me take this time to welcome all of you both on Facebook and also on YouTube. We are also live on YouTube. So I want to also welcome all of you, whether you're watching from Facebook or you're watching from uh, YouTube, you're welcome. And we thank God that ultimately we could join in and also go live on YouTube. I trust that those that have smart TVs, you are able to just go to your TV and watch this from your TV. So we apologize for all the inconvenience that we have caused you that we were not able to go on live on uh, YouTube. But we have posted all or nearly all our messages ever since we started. They are all there. If you go to our YouTube page, you will find them. And so they are there. And uh, so God will bless you even as you do that. You know. But everybody, you're welcome. Thank you so much for joining in today. I really appreciate that you could be here today, even as we share the way together. We know that God is going to bless us. Uh, the whole of this week we have been looking at the Passion Week, the week where Jesus went into uh, to be sick, uh, to be to be crucified, and from Sunday we started looking at it on on Saturday, you know then Saturday Sunday, you know Monday Tuesday Wednesday yesterday we. We were sharing also on Wednesday. And so today is Thursday. We are looking at what happened on Thursday. You know, a day before Jesus was crucified. What happened? Oh, so many things happened. And we will look into them. And we know that God will bless us. Let's say a word of prayer even before we go further. Father, we thank you for this time that you have given us that we could be here today and share your word together, break bread of the word of the living God. We pray, mighty God, that even as we share your word together, you would bless us and anoint us, Lord, by your spirit, in Jesus' name. I give you praise, glory, and honor for it, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Now, I want us to go to Matthew chapter 26 and we're going to start reading from verse 1. Matthew 26 from verse 1. Uh, now, the Bible says, When Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said to his disciples, so here it's on Tuesday night, remember, Tuesday night, eh? Tuesday rather, uh, in the afternoon, in the late afternoon. You know, Jesus finished speaking to them. Then he tells them this in verse 2. You know that after two days, the Passover is coming. And the Son of Man will be delivered up to be crucified. 
And so it's Tuesday, so we're talking about Wednesday and Thursday. Yeah, that uh, on Friday it will be Passover. And so uh, that's what here Jesus was talking about. Yeah. So then he said, Then the chief priests and the elders of the people gathered in the palace of the high priest, whose name was Caiaphas, and plotted together in order to arrest Jesus by stealth and kill him. Yeah. Say so they wanted to arrest Jesus. They were plotting together. They say there must be a way of... Uh, crucifying Jesus. There must be a way of killing Jesus. We must get rid of him. You know, and by the way, we're talking about the high priest, the highest religious authority in the land. And also with all other subordinates, you know, people who were, uh, you know, who were with him. But look at verse 14. Then one of the twelve, whose name was Judas Iscariot, went to the chief priests and said, What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? What will you give me if I deliver him over to you? And they paid him 30 pieces of silver. And from that moment, he sought an opportunity to betray him. So now, all of this was on Tuesday. I want to back up a bit so that we should not lose track. So we see here that Jesus, uh, Judas went to the high priest on Tuesday and discussed with them, what will you give me if I betray him to you? You know, what is the payment? And they said, we'll give you 30 pieces of silver and by the way 30 pieces of silver was prophesied in the old testament you know that there will be a betrayer and then the betrayer will be will betray jesus or the messiah for 30 pieces of silver and so we see a fulfillment of prophecy here you know which is amazing and then so the bible says that judas sought an opportunity to betray Jesus. Yeah. Now, on Tuesday, remember, this is very much important because of where I'm, I'm getting to. It was on Tuesday that he agreed with them that uh, give me the money and they gave him the money. They paid him. You know, he got his uh, black sack, you know, his plastic bag and you know, he got it, you know, put it in his, in the boot of his car and he left. Obviously, there were no cars during that time. I'm just bringing it to our, today's, uh, you know, language and, and setting. So in any way, he left and joined other disciples, joined also Jesus. And also, I guess, when they went to Bethany, he was with them. And that is why, uh, you know, when they wanted to, when the woman came, now, uh, here in Matthew, we read it uh, in, in chapter 26, verse 6, that Jesus was anointed. You know, and this disciples said that, why this waste? 
you know, why are you wasting this money, uh, this ointment? Verse 9, for this could have been sold for a large sum and given to the poor. But Jesus, aware of this, said to them, Why do you trouble the woman? For she has done a beautiful thing to me. For you also have the poor, for you always have the poor with you, but you will not have, you will not always have me. In pouring this ointment on my body, look at what Jesus says here. He says, when this woman poured ointment on my body, she has done it to prepare me for burial. You know, when people were uh, to bury their dead, they would put ointment, you know, and uh, that would prepare them. You know, they would embalm the bodies. And that would be for preparation for burial. And so Jesus says that this woman has prepared my body for burial. Now, that was on Tuesday. He says, this is prophetic, you know, and, and truly I say to you, verse 13, wherever this gospel is proclaimed in the whole world, what she has done will also be told in memory of her. He says, this is a prophetic action, you know, and that she's doing what is important, you know, what uh, is prophetic. Anyway, uh, now we come to Thursday in verse 17 Matthew 26 verse 17 now on the first day of unleavened bread the disciples came to Jesus now this is Thursday this is a day unleavened bread was taken a day before the Passover every year now the Passover uh, was celebrated now what what was happening it was coming different days of the week you know but on this particular time during this past week the passover was on friday and we know that on saturday it's a sabbath so it's like double holiday for the jews you know so it was on thursday so a day before passover they were celebrating uh, they would break bread. Now remember where is Passover coming from? Passover started when the children of Israel were, were in Egypt and they were uh, God sent Moses to deliver them and uh, God sent plagues unto the land of Egypt until the last one. When the last one was to be done whereby God wanted to kill the firstborn of uh, all the Egyptians together with the firstborns of their animals that God said to Moses said that I want you to take the lamb the spotless lamb and check it out and so from Monday or a few days before they would check the lamb yeah, and on this case it was on Monday whereby they would now prepare their lambs you know and so God said to Moses let them make make sure that it's spotless without blemish that all it's well and so uh, and and now on the night he said that uh, that day you must kill the lamb you know so 
uh, on the eve of the Passover, they were to kill the lamb and they were to roast it on, on, on the fire. And then they would eat at night, they would eat the lamb. You know? And so God said that as from today, you know, from that day that he told Moses to do this, he said that as from today, every year you will celebrate Passover. Every year in the month of Nisi, you will celebrate Passover. And so during this time of the Passover, it was one of the feasts, the celebration, the commemoration, the holiday that God instituted way back with Moses. And so they were just doing that. And so now on that day in the morning, uh, the Bible says, uh, the disciples asked Jesus, where will you have us prepared, you know, uh, for you to eat the Passover? You know, where, where are we going to eat the Passover? Why? Because the, Jesus didn't have any home. He didn't own any home. So they wanted to find out, where are we going to celebrate the Passover? Then Jesus told them in verse 18 of Matthew 26. Now, maybe let me also finish what I started with Moses. Remember, God said that they should eat and then uh, they should eat it ready you know, with their staffs on in their hands and their bell, you know, uh, tied up and they would be ready and then put the blood on the lentils and the angel of death will come and kill all the firstborn and where, where he does not see blood, he will go in and kill the firstborn and so, uh, but because of the blood, because they were behind the blood and the angel of death could not go in. You know, let me tell you, it was the blood of animals that protected them. You know, but just think about that. If the blood of animals by then, that God sanctioned, that the blood of that lamb protected them, how much more, which was a shadow of what was to come. Now, we will see tomorrow during Passover, during Good Friday, you know, that the real blood was poured, the blood of the Lamb of God, not the Lamb of goats or, or sheep, but the Lamb of God, uh, the blood of the Lamb that was shed. Now, if that Lamb was shed and we are behind that Lamb, you know, that there is no death that can prevail against us. There is no angel of death that can prevail against us. So the most important thing is that we stay behind the blood of Jesus. Anyway, so Jesus says this to them. He says that uh, in verse 18, Go into the city to a, uh, to a certain man and say to him, The teacher says, My time is at hand. I will keep the Passover at your house with my disciples. And the disciples did as Jesus had directed them, and they prepared the Passover. When it was evening, he reclined at the table with the twelve. Remember, they were the twelve. Judas was there, part of them. And he said, and as they were eating, he said, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. Yeah. Now, why did Jesus say that? 
Because Jesus, at that time, remember, it was Thursday. At that time, Judas had gone to the high priest on Tuesday already. And he had agreed with them. He has gotten the money. And so as Jesus was speaking, Judas had his 30 pieces uh, with him. Judas had his swan sack with him, you know, already. You know. And so Jesus knew that already the guy has been paid. You know, the blood money has been given. And so Jesus then uh, uh, tells this, Truly I say to you, one of you will betray me. Now, here is the thing that I want you to understand. Because some people would say, you know, why would God allow Judas to be born uh, with the sole purpose of denying Jesus, you know, and also deceiving and selling Jesus out? Well, it was not the plan of God. You know, when, when God, it, the first time that Jesus talked about being betrayed, uh, and specifically saying that one of the twelve will betray him. It's after Judas had gone to the high priest. Yeah. And remember, uh, earlier on in the gospel, when we read and, and the Bible talks about uh, Judas, it would say he who was to who, who betrayed Jesus. Now remember when Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John wrote at that time. They were writing, looking back at what had happened already. They were not writing as events were happening. You know, already they know Judas had betrayed. So that is why they would insert, uh, when he talks about Judas, they would insert there, you know, the one who betrayed Jesus because he had already betrayed Jesus. What I'm simply saying is this, that uh, there is no poor, uh, 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 you know, Predestinate, predestination or pre-choice that God chose that Judas would deny, uh, would, uh, you know, betray Jesus. You know, but it was after Judas had uh, agreed with the, with, with, with the high priest that Jesus knew that this one is going to betray me. Already he has been paid. You know, and what, what am I seeing here is that everyone has an opportunity to live right. There is no person on earth whom God allowed to be born and uh, that God said this one is going to go to hell or that one uh, will go to heaven. It's up to all of us, up to us and as individuals, you know, are we to follow God. The message is preached to everyone. But it is only those that are responding to the message that receives this message and they no longer go to hell, but they go to heaven. And so that's what we see. And so this I want to emphasize because it's very much important. I know that it's a theological, you know, a, 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 you know fact and theological argument here. You know, but I want to emphasize that you and I have a choice to make whether we will serve God or we will not serve God. We should not leave it at that, oh, God knows if I will serve him or not. No, God 
it has left it unto you. So it is your choice to rise up and say, I will serve God. Yeah, and let us serve God. And so that's that that we see about uh, Judas. And so, uh, verse 22, and they were very sorrowful and began to say to him one after another, Is it I, Lord? And he answered, He who has dipped his hand in the dish with me will betray him. You know, and so as Judas was dipping uh, the bread into the dish, Jesus did that. You know, and, uh, and, and it was known that, okay, it was, G, uh, it, it was Judas. Now, in the book of John, we are told that uh, Jesus said to Judas, whatever you, you, you plan to do or what you must do, go and do it quickly. You know, and Judas left. And so Judas here, uh, you know, knew that, you know, already I've signed a deal. Now, verse 24, the Son of Man goes as it is written of him. And it says that I am going to be crucified as it has been written of me. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. You know, it would have been better for that man if he had not been born. Judas, who would betray him, answered, Is it I, Rabbi? Hey, look at the, uh, the, the heart of Judas. He knows that already has been paid, but he's still asking, Is it I, Rabbi? And he calls Jesus, Rabbi, my teacher, my master. You know, people betraying while they know that, you know, they have done this, they have sealed the deal, but betraying and still calling, Oh, is it I, Pastor? Oh, Pastor, I am after you. Pastor, I will support you. I'm behind you. You know, it, this just shows the wickedness of people. Yeah, that people can be wicked, I'm telling you. Yeah, that they can kill you with a smile. You know, knowing that I, I'm going to betray you. I'm going to somersault on you, but come and smile at you. I'm telling you that this world is crazy. You know, but thank God that the word of God will always prevail. And so he said, is it I, Rabbi? He said to him, you have said so. He says, you have said so. Yeah. And anyway, you know, from then on, Jesus, as they were eating, verse 26, Jesus took bread and after blessing it, broke it and gave it to the disciples and said, take it, this is my body. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you, for this is my blood of the covenant which is poured out for many for the forgiveness of sins. I tell you, I will not drink again of this fruit of the vine until that day, when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. Yeah, so Jesus here is saying that there's going to be a time whereby I am uh, crucified, you know, and then... Uh, you know, it says that I want to tell you that I'm going to go and I'm not going to have this Holy Communion with you again. I am starting what you need to implement all the time. You know, this is one thing that we know as sacraments. You know, that Jesus only left us with two sacraments. You know, and it is the Lord's Supper, you know, and then also 
the water baptism. Those are only two sacraments that Jesus left us with, you know, not any other sacraments. And so he talks about the Lord's Supper. So that is why we believe in baptizing people in water by immersion. We believe also in, uh, you know, in Holy Communion. Even as tomorrow, Good Friday, 9 o'clock, we will be live and we will be having Holy Communion. So prepare Holy Communion, even as we will be having, sharing Holy Communion together. And, you know, bring your family, prepare Holy Communion. I'll be having a Holy Communion with you and it's going to be great. Now, what is Holy Communion talking about? Holy Communion is talking about the death of Jesus Christ. It's talking about that his body, when it was beaten, it was for our benefit. And so that is why God, Jesus said to Paul in 1 Corinthians 11, he said that as often as you drink this cup and you eat this bread, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. In other words, you are emphasizing that Jesus died and by his death, we are saved. You know, and our victory is in the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, and so Jesus taught them this. You know, now, uh, uh, because of time, I'll just you know, give you a picture of what happened. You know, it says here in verse 30 that, And when they had sung a hymn, they went out to a mount of olives. You know, they went. They are in the middle of Jerusalem. And so Jesus now walked down Kidron Valley, you know, up at the other side of Mount of Olives. He went into a garden there. It's an orchard, you know. And uh, when he got there, uh, you know, it was already evening. And so he began to pray. He took uh, three of his disciples. They went into that orchard. <clears throat> Then he took Peter, James, and John. They went a little bit further. And then he prayed there in the garden of Gethsemane, in the orchard, you know, basically of uh, Gethsemane. Now, uh, when he left to go to Gethsemane, Judas had already left. You know, Judas had now gone to the high priest, you know, to bring them. Now, he brought them to that orchard. How and how did you know that Jesus and his disciples have gone there? It's because uh, Jesus must have frequented that place. And so Judas knew that that is the spot where Jesus would hang out and pray, you know, right there. And so he went there, Judas, uh, Jesus and his disciples went there and he prayed. We know the story that uh, while he prayed, he came back to his disciples, they were sleeping, and then he tells them that Peter, you know, could you not watch with me one hour, you know, and watch and pray that you may not enter into temptation. He says that you must watch and pray so that you will not fall into temptation. You know, this is another truth, that if we are to stay out of temptation, you know, we are to pray. Prayer is what will keep us out of temptation. If we are prayerless people, we will be temptation-full people. 
You know, but if we are prayerful people, we will be temptation proof, temptation less people. We won't fall into temptation because Jesus said so. You know, he told his disciples earlier on, he says, when you pray, pray our Father who is in heaven. And one of the items they said that lead us not into temptation. So they were to pray. So when we pray, then God will help us to stay away from temptation. We won't fall. Temptation will come, but we won't fall to it. You know, and so that's what Jesus was telling here. Yeah, and so if you see yourself succumbing uh, to temptation, you know, then you need to question your prayer life. Yeah, because if you connect with Jesus, Jesus will empower you. God will empower you to overcome that temptation. And so he went uh, for the second time, prayed some more. You know, in the book of Mark, we are told that he prayed until his sweat turned into blood. It was intense prayer, you know, that he did. And the Bible says he came back. And when he came back, he found them asleep again. And he said that, are you sleeping? You know, why are you sleeping? And, uh, you know, couldn't you pray? He left again and went for the third time he prayed. And when he came back, he said, sleep and take your rest. Uh, see, the hour is at hand and the Son of Man is betrayed in the hands of sinners. And then he said, rise, let us uh, be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. You know, Judas who had gone to meet with the people, it's at hand. Yeah. And so, while he was still speaking, Matthew 26, verse 47, while he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the twelve, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now the betrayer had given them a sign saying, The one I will kiss is the man sees him. And he came up to Jesus at once and said, Greetings, Rabbi, you know, betraying. Telling you that this is wickedness. You know, greetings. I mean, you have been with the master. You know, and uh, you, you have spent three years with the master. And now you are selling him just for money. That is, that is terrible. You know, and the Bible says that G Judas used to steal some money out of Jesus' uh, uh, you know, money bag. And you see, it was the little foxes you know, that destroyed him. You know, just stealing here, stealing there, lying here, lying there. It ultimately brought to betrayer. You know? And he said, you know, Master, you know, greetings, Rabbi. Yeah, and and this is terrible that people knowing very well what they have planned, you know, come up and say, Oh, greetings to you. Oh, you are my pastor. Oh, you are my apostle. But knowing very well that they have, you know, organized evil in their hearts. I mean, it's so terrible. Now, the Bible says that uh, when he went, and he agreed and he was paid, the Bible says that Satan entered Judas. Yeah. And so by the time he came here, already he was possessed by the devil. Yeah. But even though he was possessed by the devil, he still uh, you know, maintained Christian language. Or if I were to say it today, 
you know, godly language. Greetings, Rabbi. Yeah, but knowing very well that he's possessed by the devil. Yeah, let me tell you, uh, we need to make sure that we are right with God, that we don't allow Satan to enter us because we have secret sins, because we have been serving him, you know, in the background. But we need to be open to God so that Satan would not enter us. And this time now he was, he was just flat foot down that I want to betray my master. You know? And that's what he did. And so Jesus said to him, friend, do what you came to do. I know that you came to betray me. Do what you came to, me, to do. Then they came up and laid hands on Jesus and seized him. Yeah. And behold, one of those who were with Jesus stretched out his hand and drew his sword and struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his ear. You know, Jesus said to him, put your sword back on its place. For all who take the sword will for all who take the sword will perish by the sword. Do you think that I cannot appeal to my father and he will at once send me more than twelve legions of angels? Now Jesus was saying that what is happening, I am allowing it to happen. And that is why the Bible talks about Jesus laid down his life. He says, no man takes my life away from me. I lay it down. Nobody could kill Jesus. They took him to an edge of a cliff. They wanted to throw him down. You know, but he just went back sleep out of there. And they didn't know how uh, they missed him. Many a times they wanted to kill him, but he could not be killed. And so Jesus said that no one takes my life, but I lay it down. And so even here he says that, you know what, if I wanted, I would ask God, the Father, he would send legions of angels, and angels will sort out this problem once and for all. You know, but he says that for the sake of humanity, I want to go the way of the cross. You know, I must go. It was not an easy because his prayer out there in the Garden of Gethsemane, it was, Lord, if it's possible, let this cup depart from me. If it's possible. Yeah, but uh, he allowed that he should go through because he knew that through the cross, mankind will be saved. You and I, will be born again today, will be saved today. And that is the blessing of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so now, uh, it says here, verse 54, but how then should the scripture be fulfilled that it must be so? He says, I am doing this to fulfill the scripture. At that hour, Jesus said to the crowd, to the crowd, have you come out as against a robber with swords and clubs to capture me? Day after day, I sat in the temple teaching, and he did not seize me. But all this has taken place that the scripture of the prophet might be fulfilled. Then all the disciples left him and fled. You know, he was now alone. You know, and so they captured him. And they are in Mount Olive, yeah, uh, Mount of Olives. And uh, 
he is in the garden of Gethsemane. So they captured him there, they arrested him there, they went down the mountain. You know, if you go to Israel, should the Lord allow, give you an opportunity, this is a good experience. Yeah, it's, it's a great war. Remember, he walked from uh, the city, from the city of, of uh, Jerusalem, you know, out of the, the walls, down the valley, Kitron Valley, up the mountain. And so he, got, he gets arrested. And now he walks back down Kitron Valley, up the hill, into Jerusalem, pass the temple on the right, go into Caiaphas' house. And that's where he was taken. You know, and uh, Peter was following from the distance. You know, we know that right there, the woman said that, but you're one of them. And Peter denied it. What Jesus prophesied happened. You know, and so they brought Jesus to the high priest. Yeah. And and they said in verse 61, This man said, I am able to destroy the temple of God and to rebuild it in three days. And the high priest stood up and said, Have you no answer to make? What is it that this man testified against you? But Jesus remained silent. You know, he just realized, yeah, that I'm not going to engage in this fruitless discussion. He remained silent. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but Jesus remained silent. And the high priest said to him, I adjure you by the living God. Tell us if you are the Christ, the Son of God. You know, Jesus said to him, you have said so. But I tell you, from now on, you will see the Son of Man seated at the right hand of, of, of power and coming on the clouds of heaven. Then the high priest tore his robes and said, He has uttered blasphemy. What further witness do we need? You have now heard his blasphemy. What is your judgment? They answered, He deserves death. Then they spit on his face and struck him, and some slept him and said, Prophesy to us, you Christ, who is it that struck you? You know, they mocked him right at night. You know, and at Caiaphas, the high priest's house, they mocked him. They beat him up. And just imagine, maybe this time he was arrested. And later on, he's brought to Caiaphas' house. And, you know, they kicked him. They did all of that. And, uh, you know, what happened? Uh, from there, now in Caiaphas' house, there was a dungeon, more like a, a, a prison where they kept people, you know, who were arrested uh, before they handed them over to the Roman uh, government for judgment. And so all these were Jews, they arrested, they kicked him, you know, they spent on him that night. I'm talking about Thursday night, you know, that's what they did. I say, prophesy who kicked you, who, who beat you, you know, and, and they did all of that. It was terrible. And just think about this, that Jesus, who has been up, 
from Bethany in the morning, walk to Jerusalem, you know, being out there preaching to people, sharing the gospel with people. And from then on, he went and, you know, uh, had supper with his disciples. He walked a long journey to go to uh, the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed there. He was later arrested. He walked back into Caiaphas' house. He must have been tired. You know, and then from there, they started beating him. You know, his body really got a beating. You know, and then after that, what happened? They took him into the dungeon, you know, into a pit. You know, it's smelly, it's mold, full of mold, it's green, it's, there is water there, you know, and there is no light, it is dark, and that's where he was going to spend the night. You know, while you and I tonight will be spending this night in our lovely bed, but Jesus, the very same night as today, spend the whole night in a pit, in a dungeon, you know, downstairs. When you go to Jerusalem, you need to visit this pit, you know, and you go, he went uh, down there and he was, uh, you know, uh, he was beaten, probably was hungry, you know, he never ate. The last food that he ate was when he had the last supper with his disciples and he was tired, you know, he can't rest. And uh, this is just the beginning of torture, you know, that would follow the following day on the Passover. And all this Jesus did for you and I that we would be saved. He suffered. You know, when the Bible talks about the suffering of Jesus, the suffering of Christ, you know, it's not a small thing. He really suffered that you and I would not suffer. He really suffered that you and I would get salvation. He suffered that you and I would be saved and be on our way to heaven. So it's a great, it's a great price that he paid. He paid a great and a powerful price, you know. And so that whole night he was there uh, standing, you know, and, and you know, uh, maybe the best thing was, would be to squat or to sit, uh, but he must have been there alone. And can you imagine what was going on? in his mind that I am doing this uh, for, for people. And now think about this, that the whole night is thinking about you and I, that I am going to die for these people. I am suffering for these people. And that is why if you and I reject what he did at Calvary, that there is no way that God will accept us into heaven. Because this is the only way. That is why the Bible talks about the, there is only one Savior, and that is Jesus Christ. Nobody suffered like he did. You know, no prophet suffered like he did. Nobody died like he did. But Jesus did with you and I in his mind. And that is why it would be a terrible thing if I can just reject what he did. Or if I can just despise what he did. If I can look back and say that, oh, I know I don't need this salvation. 
I don't need what Jesus did. I am okay. If I can just do that, it will be so sad for God. And that is why there is no way that I will enter into heaven if I reject this salvation. You know, there is no way that I can be saved if I can re just reject what Jesus did. And so, child of God, and everybody out there watching, I want to say to you that what Jesus did is a very important thing in all eternity. Tomorrow, you know, as from today and tomorrow, Good Friday is the most important day in all eternity. There is no day as important as tomorrow. It's a day whereby we need to acknowledge what our Savior did when He died at the cross for you and I. And let us not take light what He did. This day, the day of the Good Friday, it's a day that is vital for you and I. And that is why Jesus even put it in the Lord's Supper, in Holy Communion, so that every time we meet, every time we take Holy Communion, we will remember what Jesus did, that He died at the cross for you and I. It's a very important day. It's a day of our salvation. It's a day where you and I were snatched from the claws of darkness and we were taken into the arms of God. We are saved in the arms of God. Hallelujah. We are grateful to God that God did this and He did it for you and I. And so church, you know, the body of Christ and all of us watching out there, it's an important day. You know, it's an important day. In all eternity, it's an important day. And it's a day that we need to appreciate, really. It's a day that we need to acknowledge God for. And I say, God, I thank you that you sent your only begotten Son, that whosoever believe in Him should not perish, but should have everlasting life. What a great day it is. A day that Jesus died at the cross. We will look more at it and even as we see what really happened on that day. But here it is. On Thursday, Jesus arrested. Jesus tortured. Jesus whipped, spat on. Jesus uh, slept. You know, and Jesus made to walk that distance. Jesus, as tired as he was, spent the whole night in a dungeon, spent the whole night in a pit just for you and I. Even as you will be spending the night on your bed tonight, but Jesus spent it in a hole, in a dungeon, you know, where, uh, you know, it was thinking, it was bad. That's where he spent the night, just for you and I. You know, he paid the high price for our salvation. And so church, it's a very important thing. You know, it's a great thing that we need to appreciate. You know, that God has done it for you and I. And so we want to thank God that God did it for us. Let us pray this prayer. You know, I want you to say, God, I thank you. I thank you for a great salvation. I thank you for doing a great work for me. I thank you for doing 
a, a, a great sacrifice for me and I don't take it like what you did for me. It is important. I appreciate you God for it. In the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you God for doing that right now. In Jesus name. Father I pray right now for this your people. I pray that you be with them. I pray that your grace and mercy rest upon them. In Jesus name. Amen. Well brethren I'm glad that you could join in today. Now tomorrow good it's good friday you know join us we'll be live on both youtube and also facebook as we have been live today and so i want you to go and prepare yourself nine o'clock in the morning we are going live you know don't miss tomorrow tomorrow it's exciting you know don't miss tomorrow nine o'clock tomorrow we are going live and god will bless you and also uh, 6 o'clock in the evening we'll be going live for prayers you know and it's going to be great so we're going live tomorrow twice because it's good friday in the morning at nine o'clock and also in the evening at six o'clock god bless you thank you so much for joining us in even as we have done this broadcast now uh, you can visit our website cfc polokwane Dot com and God will bless you and also our Facebook page is uh, you know it's it's God's Tabernacle CFC you can follow us on Twitter and also on Instagram that's where we are and then if you want to sow a seed you know unto this way uh, of God you know all the details are out there on YouTube on on Facebook page and also on our website, you know, and Instagram and, and also uh, our, our Twitter handle. We are there and God will bless you. Thank you so much for joining in and God richly bless you. We'll see you tomorrow at 9 o'clock in the morning. God bless you. Thank you for joining us during this episode. Join us next time even as we continue to learn and grow with Apostle David Muluzi. Also, visit our website for more at cfcpolokwane.com. God richly bless you.